You are listening to The Happy Gynecologist with your host, Amanda Miles, MD. Hey y'all, welcome back to The Happy Gynecologist, episode number 138. When you'd rather deal with help syndrome than ask for help. <laughs> All right, today y'all, we are going to talk about asking for help. <laughs> and I'm not talking about help syndrome, H-E-L-L-P. We're talking about just regular old help, H-E-L-P. <laughs> Although I would, I would wager that many of you out there would be much more comfortable talking about the normal type of help, <laughs> help syndrome. <laughs> That's what we OBGYNs think help is. We don't really like that other type of help so much sometimes. And I want to talk to you about asking for help because I have recently come to know something about myself. And that is, I have recently elected myself to be the queen of not asking for help. And while I am open to abdicating <laughs> this role, it is something I'm working on. And this is definitely just an area that I struggle with. So I thought, you know what? I cannot be the only one out there <laughs> that also self-identifies as the queen of uh, not asking for help or king of not asking for help. So I know y'all out there, you guys aren't that different from me. So maybe some of you guys have a problem with asking for help too. And, you know, I think that this is like a common thing, especially, you know, we're kind of all type A perfectionists, a lot of us. Um, or recovering uh, control freaks, or um, control enthusiasts, however you identify yourself, okay? <laughs> and we know that we were all taught different things about asking for help, either growing up or in our training. And I'll tell you, like, I had a constant good message in my training that was like, when bad shit was happening, you call for help. <laughs> you never go down alone, right? And I agree. That is 100% true for me. Um, and, and I agree with that. And I believe that. But somewhere along the way, or maybe even before that, I was also taught, and maybe it's like not just when bad shit's happening. Maybe it's just like the regular shit that I shouldn't need help. <laughs> that I should be able to do it all by myself. And that line of thinking or that line of belief also felt 100% true for, well, a long, long time, really. Um, but I'm working on it now. So it's starting to feel a little less 100% true, right? Like, so less than 100%. Um, so it's, it's less now, but it's definitely something I've had to consciously work on recently. So that's why we're here today. Uh, <laughs> we're going to be talking about this. And you know me, y'all. Like, I, I'm vulnerable with y'all. And so whenever I talk about my shit, you know, sometimes I feel a little bit of shame, okay? And so... I, I get a little flushed. I feel a little ashamed or maybe embarrassed and I maybe get emotional. Okay. So that's what you're in for today. <laughs> There's another round of vulnerability with me. So, you know, this all came up for me recently. Um, when my husband was out of town for a few days because his golf teams were so good this year, he's the high school golf coach. So, um, they they both went to the state tournament, which is a really big deal. So the boys team and the girls team both went. So he was out of town. He had to actually stay several days out of town. And that's always challenging for me because 
not only do I miss him and, and I, you know, enjoy being around him so much, but because he is so good at handling so many of our day-to-day things, um, here at the Happy Gynecologist headquarters, um, you know, he jokes often, (laughs) and if he listens to this, he'll laugh because he'll be like nodding his head. He often jokes, um, that whenever he's gone, he probably should have some DoorDash just like planned out because he's scared that I won't eat. And that sounds like really like, ha ha, that's so silly. You're so funny. Of course I'm going to eat. Like, I don't forget to eat. Like, no, I don't forget to eat. I just like get really caught up in like taking care of the kids. And then like, I just don't really want to (laughs) cook ever. Um, and so, yeah, you know, like he'll call me and be like, all right, what did you eat? And I'm like, um, a granola bar and a piece of cheese. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's fine. Uh, (laughs) so he does a lot for us y'all. Okay. And I depend on him in many ways. And so whenever he's gone, it is more challenging. So this year though, um, I knew that they were going to be good. I made a very good plan for my future self. I was like, okay, they're going to go to the state tournament. I'm going to plan this out. I'm going to, you know, cut down on my clinic a little bit, um, so that I can definitely, you know, be available for kid drop off and pickups and all the into school stuff, you know, all that stuff that happens at the end of the year, of course, was falling during this time too. And so I really planned ahead to like, make sure this was going to work out probably a little obsessively even like I was probably a little controlling in my planning, um, and being really attached to the plan, (laughs) but we know that things never go according to plan as an OBGYN, right? So of course, one of my favorite patients, who's also a dear friend of mine, um, she went into labor and I was so upset and I was so, oh gosh, I was just really angry with myself and ashamed and mad at myself. And of course it all ended up working out in the end. And my good buddy, um, uh, that's one of my partners ended up delivering her and she did great. And, you know, I got to be there with her for a good part of her labor and, you know, it all worked out just fine. And she wasn't upset. She didn't care. She was, <laughs> she was like in there doing her thing without an epidural. And, um, you know, she was, she was cool with it, but what the real problem below all this was, was that I had an extremely hard time asking for help. And it was the fact that, you know, that I had to ask for help in multiple areas. Um, and that I felt like I was failing because of that. And so I was like, huh, that's interesting. I feel like such a failure right now. Like, why am I feeling like a failure or ashamed about asking for help. This is, you know, I know I should ask for help. Like you never go down alone. I was taught that for, you know, years in residency, like, of course. And I was like, yeah, but this is stuff that I should just be able to do all by myself. I shouldn't need to ask for help. Um, I shouldn't need help at all. Right. And I should be able to, to like figure it out on my own. And (laughs) so I was like, oh, there it is. (laughs) Right. Because those were those little thoughts that I didn't see as a problem. Like, yeah, I should just, I should be able to do all this by myself. Yeah. But whenever I had those thoughts or whenever I do have those thoughts, cause they still do pop up, I'm working on 
like rewiring that, that belief system right now, you know, whenever I have those thoughts, they show up in different ways. Right. And so, so, you know, at the, at the gist of it, you know, the situation of my husband was out of town. Um, I ended up asking my mom for help. Um, and then asking my partner to, uh, cover this patient. And so I had to ask for help several times actually, um, whenever he was out of town. And so I just kept having this thought though, that was over and over, I should be able to do all this by myself. And the feeling that I get from that is self-judgment. It's a strong sense of like judged or self, self-judgment really, I guess. And whenever I'm thinking that and feeling that way, I should be able to do it all myself. I end up criticizing myself for like all the ways I'm not measuring up. I'm comparing myself to other people, but not in a good way. Only the way where I feel worse about myself, right? Like all the other moms, they're doing it. Like, why can't I do it by myself? I should be able to do it by myself. Right. And you know that I was trying to like control all the things like the plan wasn't going according to the plan. Like, because I should be able to do all this by myself. Why is the plan not working for that? And I was trying to control the little minutia from that place. I was trying to avoid asking for help even further. And I ended up, I was spending a lot of time feeling bad and then buffering it away by just like zoning out on my phone um, or watching Netflix and that kind of stuff, like, which wasn't helping the whole situation, right? And it was actually like adding more things to my plate because, or like taking away time for all the things that I had on my plate. And so then it kind of turned in the situation from doing all that, like even the things that I can do without help or I could do without help weren't good enough. And I wasn't actually helping myself. <laughs> so it, it, it was kind of interesting to realize that because this line of thinking of like, I should be able to do it all by myself. Like without help, right? It kind of led to, I wasn't helping myself and the things that I was able to do weren't good. Like they weren't, they weren't, they didn't count in the tally of things, I guess, at, at least in my brain. Right. And this also around the same time uh, and in the past, honestly, it shows up a lot for me at work. Um, especially whenever it comes to uh, taking care of patients in the hospital, whether that's, you know, handing off my, my patient that's in labor, um, or whether that's calling in a intra-op, uh, general surgery consult because the adhesions are crazy out of control on this case, you didn't expect them to be right. And whenever I have, you know, thoughts around that, like if I'm thinking about work and asking for help, the response my brain gives is, well, I should need help, right? And kind of the underlying unspoken part of that is if I were good enough, I wouldn't need help or I shouldn't need help um, um, because that would make me bad, essentially. Like there's some sort of unspoken thing when it comes to shame that assigns because I'm not good enough to it. Okay. And so I shouldn't need help because that, that makes me not good enough. Right. So then I feel shame 
And guess what? Whenever I feel shame, you know what I do? I do not ask for help from others, especially further or in the future. Um, I actually avoid that like the plague. I continue to beat myself up. I disconnect from those people around me, um, especially like people that could help me, <laughs> right? Like, so I'm disconnecting from the resources available to me. I'm not even allowing myself to help myself with those resources. I maybe also am avoiding operating again. Um, so like if I do end up asking for help and I have this belief of like, I shouldn't need help then of course, like if I feel shame, I'm, I'm probably not going to operate again or I'm not going to want to operate again. I'm going to have probably some anxiety about it or um, a lot of negative feelings about it, right? And guess what? Whenever I feel like, you know, the shame from this thought, I shouldn't need help, then I don't get the help I need in the future, right? So not only like in that moment, but like future as well right? I don't get the help I need, period. And I definitely don't get the help I need in the future because I'm so wrapped up in this, this shame spiral, right? And I'll tell you this, this kind of line of thinking or this belief system, this showed up for me whenever I was working on my burnout at first as well. Um, because I had this recurring belief that like, well, I'm a doctor. I should be able to feel better on my own. Like I should be able to figure this out on my own. And trust me, I tried. <laughs> I did. I didn't really know, um, how to feel better. Or maybe I didn't, um, allow myself to get there, um, for a long time. And because that, that led me whenever I thought that, like, I should be able to figure this out on my own, or I should be able to feel better on my own. I'm a doctor, damn it. Like, I don't need help. That led me to feeling very highly critical of myself. Okay. So I was feeling critical of myself, and from that place, I would just question myself constantly. Like, why can't I get my shit together? That, you've heard me say that. That was like one of my top thoughts <laughs> whenever I was burnt out. Like, why can't I just get my shit together? I would ask myself that. And, and it's so unhelpful, y'all. Like, don't ask yourself, why can't I questions? That's just like, say no, that's bullshit. I'm not asking myself that. Okay, just pause it if that's starting to happen in your brain. Okay. But so, so I would essentially like ask myself this stupid question, this dead end question, like it doesn't get me anywhere. All it does is give my brain the opportunity to show me all the ways that I'm, I don't have my shit together, all the ways I'm failing, all the ways I'm just like sucking at life. Right. And this thought of like, I should be able to do this on my own. It, it, leads me to that critical feeling. Maybe it leads you to something different if you have this thought, but that, that critical thinking was like, so like, like, you know, I would criticize myself, but then also I would kind of whip myself into shape or try to, right? Like, like if I can just be, you know, super critical of myself, then maybe that'll whip myself into shape and I'll do better. Like if I just talk down to myself enough, maybe I'll get it through my head, um, to feel better right? Which doesn't make sense, y'all, because our thoughts create our feelings. So yeah. Um, and so, you know, like as my, my brain is, is pointing out all the ways I'm failing, um, not just to just 
you know, I can't feel better on my own, but in all the aspects of my life, right, it kind of resulted in just this constant negative highlight reel of all the shoulds, like I should be able to do this better, right, or I should be able to um, uh, figure this out, or I should be able to run on time in clinic, I should be a better mom, you know, I should be a better surgeon that doesn't have complications, I should be um, an OBGYN that enjoys getting up in the middle of the night every time, you know, all of the shoulds start coming out. And you know what? Like, whenever that's happening, you know what I wasn't doing? <laughs> I wasn't figuring out how to feel better on my own, right? I was just, like, stuck in this highly critical cycle of, why can't I get my shit together? Oh, because I suck, <laughs> right? I should be able to, but I'm not because I suck. And you know, I wasn't, I wasn't doing anything to help myself or to move forward. I wasn't, you know, taking care of myself. I wasn't seeing uh, a therapist. I wasn't signing up with a life coach, right? I wasn't exercising. I wasn't journaling. I wasn't eating healthy foods. I was spending all my time focusing on the problem at hand, which was obviously just me, right? That's where I let my brain take me is like, well, I'm the problem here. I should be able to do this, but I, I, you know, I'm not good enough, right? And so I wasn't even trying to feel better on my own because I was so wrapped up in the mind drama instead. I didn't even realize that. Of course, it wasn't like a conscious choice at that point. I wasn't even aware. But that's what was going on. And it took me a long time to figure that out in retrospect, of course, but uh, it's always easier in retrospect. And so, so if we, if we can talk about asking for help, you know, maybe it'll help someone and their journey um, reach out and ask for help sooner. Okay. And so that's why I really thought we need to bring this up because it's not just at work. Okay. It's not just at home. It's also in regards to helping ourselves. Okay. Because a lot of times there's something going on, you know, our body's asking us for help. It's like screaming for some sleep or some care or some stress relief and we don't help it. Right. So the other problem is that whenever we avoid asking for help, it really, really closes us off from other people. Um, it creates disconnection, and essentially that we end up suffering in silence, uh, in a way. And I think that we usually do this because we're trying to avoid other people judging us or criticizing us or something. But I want you to consider the, the flip side to that. Like, if you fear someone judging you harshly or rejecting you or something like that, if you ask for their help, what if, you know, someone's asking you for help? Because when was the last time you you helped someone and thought, like, wow, they are a lesser person. They are shitty because I helped them, <laughs> right? Or because they asked for my, my assistance or they asked for my help. You know, I, I guess that doesn't happen very often, right? Like, when was the last time you thought, like, someone's worthiness or goodness or enoughness was somehow lessened because you helped them, right? Like, oh, I helped you, so now you suck more. No, like, that's not a, that's not a thing, right? So, like, if, if your sister or your bestie or, you know, your husband or your partner, uh, your wife, you know, your person, they text you, they say, hey... I need a huge favor. I am at Target and I have the kids and this basket full of groceries and, and freezer stuff and my car won't start. Can you, can you help me out? Can you come get me? Or, you know, something like that, right? Like, you know, does that make 
them a bad person for reaching out and asking for help in that kind of like dire moment, <laughs> right? No, it doesn't mean anything about them and what kind of person they are, right? They're just asking for help. And so it doesn't mean anything about how good of a person they are or how good they're doing at life, what a good doctor they are. No, it doesn't mean anything about that. What about if a patient comes to us and says, yeah, I'm just really, really tired and I had to go to the ER. They said my blood counts are low and I just, doc, I need your help. I got to feel better, right? Is she a lesser of a human being for seeking out help for her huge fibroid uterus and her hemoglobin of six? (laughs) No, right? We aren't so quick to judge others whenever they're asking us for help, right? We are right there. We are helping away right? We are on board. That's like our life's mission is to help others, right? And that's what we're good at. When other people ask us for help in some way, it is actually good for us. We like it. We even thrive on that, right? It makes us feel good because we're good at it. We feel purpose whenever we help someone. We feel positive things whenever we help someone, right? When other people ask us for help, it helps us, okay? So what if, (laughs) what if it's possible that you asking another person for help helps them? Okay, I want you to ponder on that. Is that possible? I think it's possible, right? Of course, we feel uncomfortable when we aren't the ones that are helping. But instead of asking, you know, to be helped, we, we kind of fall into that, I don't want to be judged, right? And so instead, you know, if we're fearing judgment from others, instead, here we are judging ourselves harshly, like to avoid that whole situation. And when we judge ourselves harshly, we will often talk ourselves out of asking for help. So yeah, to our brain, problem solved. No judgment from others. We didn't even have to ask them. We just judged ourselves, (laughs) right? So the next time you don't want to ask for help or you notice that you are hesitant to ask for help, I want you to ask yourself a few questions. Number one, why? Why don't you want to ask for help? What is it about asking for help that doesn't seem like something you want to do? Why not? Why not? Maybe ask yourself why a couple times, okay? Number two, what does it mean about you as a person to ask for help? Okay, what does your brain believe about what what it means about you as a person if you ask for someone else's help, someone to help you? Does that same logic, number three, does that same logic apply to other people who are asking you for help? right? Do they get the same, you know, meaning that you just answered number two? Do, do other people have that, you know, apply to them? Why or why not? Number four, what if, <laughs> what if it's possible that asking someone else for help actually helps them, right? We like to help. Maybe me asking someone else for help is helpful to them <laughs> in some way. How might that be true? Think about that. How could that be true? All right, friend. That's where I'm going to leave you today, okay? 
I want you to work on this alongside with me and and hopefully we will become former queens and kings of not asking for help together okay <laughs> it's always a work in progress we're not trying to fix anything about ourselves here y'all we're just trying to better ourselves so that we're you know becoming the people that we uh, you know envision ourselves so that we are not you know hindered by the the kind of uh, silliness that our brain kind of come up with with its negativity bias and and it's things that it's learned along the way okay we're not trying to fix it it's not broke but sometimes we need to help our brains a little bit to understand okay they've assigned meaning that may not be true okay all right friend i will talk to you next week bye thanks for tuning in Remember, you can always get more free help from me by going to my website, www.coach-miles.com and clicking on free resources. If this work has helped you and you're interested in learning more about getting out of burnout and up-leveling your life as an OBGYN, definitely check out my six-month coaching program, The Happy Gynecologist Group. You can always get more information on my website, coach-miles.com.